Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Switching Stances. I am one of your hosts, Tyler, joined by my good friend, my good buddy, Ollie, aka Gaz. How's it going, mate? It's going well, it's going well. I'm, I'm a little bit sleepy. My sleep schedule has been entirely thrown off by staying up to 8 in the morning for the fights. So yeah. um, I'm a little bit, little bit recovering still from that, but yeah. otherwise I'm doing well, doing well. That's How about good. you? That's good. Mate, I'm okay. I'm okay. Lots going on. Been very busy. I mm-hmm. uh, I feel physically just exhausted at the moment, to be honest. Um, sure. Had a big weekend. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, was house-sitting, looking after some dogs. Um, and all I'll say is I was cleaning shit off floors and walls. It was a bit of a... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a bit of a thing. Um, that's okay. And then even... The, and just training my ass off at the moment, man. Even though it's like the off season, I guess you could say, in between fight camps, um, I've been training a You'll lot. Be getting I've been training really hard um, for yeah for the last few weeks. Sort of really back into it and really. What's that been? Has that been growing, a lot of grappling or striking or what? a lot of wrestling, bro? I'm wrestling so mm-hmm. much. I'm a lot of wrestling. Um, striking as well. Like lots of today was like two hours of striking. And clinch work, um, okay. And my and I feel like levels and levels, up and up and up. And I've got a lot that I'm really focusing on w- improving and working on. And um, my wrestling, I'm just loving wrestling, bro. I just fucking love it. Um, I feel really strong. I feel really strong against bigger, much bigger guys. Um, my and the techniques there, and yeah, my scramblings really yeah i'm feeling really good i'm feeling really strong physically at the moment and um yeah just just slowly but surely getting there um but it's hard work man i'm just really exhausted i've done a big big session to um two two and a half hours of training tonight after work and literally just like sort of got home at probably 7 30 and showering and cleaning and getting all my gear ready for tomorrow my training gear like clean, ready for tomorrow, work gear, ready for tomorrow, cooking food. And I was probably done eating dinner like 20 minutes before we were supposed to start. But then, of course, you're sleeping. So we're, we're another half an hour late, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's Mate, my I'm bad. I'm just busting your balls, bro. I'm just busting your balls. I know, but I do uh, feel terrible. I know, which is partly why I did it. Um, Good. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. What would I do without friends like you? Well, I mean... You know, I've got to just target every possible oh, insecurity. Um, really, yeah. um, that's what real friends 100%. do. Um, but we had a big, you know, we got a lot to talk about, and I probably yeah. won't have the energy for the forever. Um, so I feel like we should get <laughs> straight into it. What are your, I guess, initial reactions, thoughts, feelings after International Fight Week, UFC two ninety? It was a big week and a big weekend and a big event. What's your initial reactions to the overall event? And its success, and and how do you feel about it? Where does it stack up? Um, the years cards and in past, it's in, in it's one of the cards. better one of the better cards, one of the better pay per views in a long time. Mm. I want to say it's been mm. what I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't think of one I've watched live that's been that good. Um, the one that was headlined by Usman Masvidal two was pretty good. I think that was Rose Whaley one and. Shevchenko and Draj. And I remember that, that was being an good. international fight week, but that was um 
No, no, I was just saying like pay-per-views. Oh, pay-per-views, yeah, yeah. That was like um, the first one back with crowds after COVID. It might be. That might be why I rem- remember yeah. it so fondly because yeah. it was also where like two people broke their legs. Chris Weidman and Jimmy Crute, who retired this weekend as well. Did he retire? Yeah, bro, he retired after his fight. After I, he lost. I saw him put down his his gloves. I didn't. I didn't see him retire. Yeah, Twenty five okay. years old, retired. Yep. Mad, mad. Kid from Bendigo. That's a shame because yeah. well, I, I think he's probably just got other shit to do in his life. You know. Yeah, it's a shame because there, there's room to improve. I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I I think he's really young and young enough to go have a career doing whatever else he wants to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and build as well from there. And I'm sure he's made a lot of great contacts and stuff through oh, his yeah. UFC career. And I'm sure he'll be very successful at whatever he does. A lot of people are very, have a lot of respect for him um, in this country, in the MMA world. Um, and from what I have heard about him, um, he's yeah very well respected and a really great guy and a hard worker. So I've got no doubts he'll, he'll be successful. Um, okay. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, it's one of the better pay-per-views in recent memory. I think it's the best card this year so far um, from There's top one to bottom. Glaring. Yeah, yes, no, I know what you're one saying. One glaring But, uh, but it, it, minus bias, right? Like just how oh, yeah. martial arts, event, drama, and it did create, that result also created more stories and drama that we 100%. wouldn't have had otherwise. So like yeah. overall show to, as a show, massive success. The whole week felt big. Um, it felt like a really just exciting must-watch card, um, to be honest. And um, I absolutely loved it. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's definitely card of the year so far. And just to look back at past international fight weeks specifically, you're talking about, I mean, the last two years in a row really headlined and run by the the Anzacs, the Aussies, and the Kiwis. Last year was. Um, Izzy main evented and Volk co-main evented, mm-hmm. both defending their championships. Uh, and this year was just stacked with Aussies and and, and um, Kiwis. Well, one Kiwi, Dan Hooker, but, um, you know, Volk also fights out of city kickboxing. Um, well, freestyle MMA and city kickboxing is like a partnership. Yeah. So there is that, it's the Anzac connection and, and they all teamed up and they all had that really awesome photo together at the start of the week as well, which is great. And, um, it was just amazing to see Volk being in the list of names that got to headline and and defend a title successfully in an yeah. international fight week. You know, you're talking about a, a a card that is only really main evented by the best of the best and the biggest fights. Like, there's been some years that it if it hasn't been main evented by the big names, it's only because there's fights that have fallen through. You, these cards sure. are usually very stacked. You're talking about guys that have headlined cards like that, like Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like Daniel Cormier, John Jones, um, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker's main event at an international fight week by accident. <laughs> Once because <laughs> the main event pulled out and uh, he and Yoel Romero main evented, which was a, just a fucking incredible fight as, as it was. Um, you know, I mean, Nunes at UFC 200, like the, it, it's a big, it's a big event and it's just, was cool to see Volk, just embraced embraced as a star of the sport yeah um, yeah and which he is absolutely which he is he's so big which i just as much as he's you know my favorite fighter a, a fellow australian 
an absolute role model for the for the nation and for the sport mm-hmm. of mixed martial arts. I never thought he'd be this big because I never thought a guy like him could be as big because the sport wasn't this big. You know what no. I mean? You don't have to be Conor McGregor anymore to um, be a star in mixed martial arts. Maybe to be no. the biggest of the big. And, you know, no one's ever going to be probably Conor McGregor level ever again, perhaps. You know, but you've got big stars like Izzy. But Volk's a huge, huge, well-respected name in the sport. And he's a big star in, in the UFC. And draws money. Like, that was a huge successful event that he main evented yeah. and he carried. And, yeah, there was it was, it was a stacked card. It was a great card. And there were other big names on it, but Volk was the headliner. Volk was the star, and, and he put on a show and paid back the fans for it. And he's beloved, man. And I just yeah, I love to absolutely. see it. I, I love to see it, how things have, have changed um, from how, you know, they, they once were, I guess, at a time where he wasn't that respected. So it's just really mm. nice to see. It's just really nice to see. Um, it's great to see him have some casual appeal finally like i've got people i had people around to watch the event and yeah. it was great to have them already know who volkanovsky was yeah fucking earth. like some of them some of them who are like knew mma a little bit because some of them hadn't like no idea what the fuck mma even was didn't know what takedown was yeah but okay. some of them who like knew a little bit yeah. were excited for the Volkanovski fight because he's yeah. that guy. You know, he he's is that guy. He's he's he the him. I feel like consensus best fighter alive right now. I don't see anyone arguing outside I mean, of Volkanovski. He's number one really. bound He's number one bound He is. Although and thank God it. in all the rankings he is back on top. Um mm-hmm. on all the different whether it's UFC rankings, ESPN, MMA fighting or whoever. Some of them, including the UFC, haven't shared with John Jones, but we all know what that means. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, all, we all know Alex Volkanovski yeah. is pound for pound number one, 100%. and 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 thank God he's he's back up there, um, as he should be. Um, yeah, and no, I'm with you, and and I've noticed that he's also, you know, there's still people talking and debating is he the greatest featherweight of all time, which I just think is so bizarre. He obviously is. Um, and I know Aldo has a few more title defenses and, and title victories, and I get that, and I have a lot of respect for Jose Aldo, a huge amount of respect for Jose Aldo, but competition he was fighting compared to Volk, um, the the way in which he's winning, like all of the above Volk, mm-hmm. is, 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 and Volk's beat him, and beat the guy that beat him twice, three times in Max Holloway, and people were calling mm-hmm. Max the greatest featherweight of all time, but now that Volk's beat him three times, all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, Jose's the greatest featherweight of all time. I'm like, since when? You were all on Max's nuts about it. And then now it's Jose just because Max got the shit beat out of him three times. I, I think it's it might Volkanovsky. be different audiences, man. I think it might yeah. be different audiences. Because the, the people that I'm saying are still saying Aldo are like, you know, nerds. I like fight nerds who perhaps just love watching Aldo and that they're people who are like I struggle to see anyone beating Aldo in his prime you know just like even though Volkanovski is probably that guy um well I mean I struggle to beat him in his prime yeah of course Max but like you know his prime yeah I mean Max is a nightmare matchup for him but anyway like the point being I think they're just people who love Jose Aldo and, and I, so I love Jose Aldo. You can't, how can Same. you not love Jose Aldo? But 
But I love Volknoski. I mean, Volk's... Yeah, I mean, obviously. He's better. He's better. And the <laughs> truth is... Um, the, the truth is... And what I've noticed as well, like, yeah, sure, that there's a bit of that conversation going. This is the first time the conversation starting to change from is Volkanovski the greatest featherweight of all time to is he in the conversation of greatest of all time? I've started to I see I think it. far in the conversation. I also think that, but you and I are very biased. So like, For I'm sure. more thinking, am I hearing it in the sphere of MMA, Twitter and, you know, Reddit, all the online spaces, Instagram, YouTube, all that sort of mm. stuff. Like, that. like, am I seeing it in the conversations? I'd not really ever seen it before. Sure, I'd seen some biased vogue nut huggers like us say it. Yeah. But now it's like a real conversation. It's not there yet. Like, it's only just starting. Next time he wins a fight, it'll be a little louder. And then if he, like, if he beats Islam, it'll be loud. But if he beats Ilya, oh, let's, say his, next, well, let's say, let's say his next fight's Ilya and he dominates him, it'll be a little louder. And then he goes on to fight Islam. And if he beats Islam, bro, we're like, we're off to the fucking races. Mm-hmm. It, all of a sudden it's like he's guaranteed top three all-time goats but like that's where we're at that's where we are and that's the respect Vox finally got him to from like being before the Ortega fight after the Max 2 fight everyone fucking hating Volk and now a few years later he's being looked at as potentially one of the greatest fighters of all time Yair in the press conference God, God bless him we, you know showed him so much respect shook his hand and said I think he's one of the greatest of all time not yeah. just featherweight. It's like you said, greatest of all time. And I'm like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Every time I watch I Volk you... fight, I feel like I'm watching the peak of mixed martial arts. Like, as yeah. someone that's watched it for a long, long time, there's never I'm been watching... anyone better at MMA. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God. You go back and watch the like UFC 1 and then you watch a Volkanovski fight. It's like, wow, how the sport's evolved. He's the evolution mm-hmm. of mixed martial yeah. arts. He's the peak of... Of evolution of mixed martial arts. That's what it feels like when you watch him. Like when you watch the him and the Ortega fight, him and Max 3, like the zombie fight was just more of a bully beat down. Um, but like mm. where you just see him like mo- the way he moves, I'm like, you are watching the highest level of MMA. Even him and Islam, He's like as be... a fight itself, those two together, you're watching just the, maybe the highest level of MMA that's ever fought in the UFC against each other. That's what it felt he's, like. He's he's like the next generation in the. I think he's going to be the guy that inspires people in 10, 15 years. Yeah. People are going to be saying, "I grew up. I grew up watching Alex Volkanovsky." Yes. You know, I know. I know. Yeah. He's he, he's who like. It feels like our GSP. This generation GSP. Yeah. This generation GSP. Like the true gentleman. Like you know, GSP was never a shit talker. He was just a amazing no. man and mixed martial artist and Volk feels like that type of star. He, the GSP yeah. type of star, the gentleman, yeah. um, just a, just a regular Aussie bloke. Um, and you mm-hmm. love to see it. Um, I guess, well, let's start from the top, um, okay. of this card. Alexander Volkanovsky defeats Yair Rodriguez to defend his undisputed UFC featherweight championship via TKO in the third round. Gaz, how do you feel that fight played out? Um, what, what were well, your thoughts on the fight overall? We we were both worried, I think, understandably so. And respectfully, even Volkanovski, respectfully even Volkanovski in the post-fight said, I yeah. was a little bit scared during my yeah. camp. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think Yair had things that were tailor-made to beat Bulk, particularly fast twitch high kicks, like well, just the ability to go high body low with his kicks, Yeah, I think made him a terrifying prospect for someone like Volkanovski, whose hairiest moments have come off the back of kicks, really. Yeah, Max dropped true. him twice, and, and Islam rocked his shit with one. Yeah. Um, and didn't matter at all. He's just that good. Yeah. He did everything you want to see from him. He, I mean, on the feet, the right hook was money. Um, Yair is someone that will frequently dip out to his left after a combination or after throwing something, um, which didn't play necessarily a factor in the finish, but mm. it's something that I had noted. Like, Max was catching with stuff there. Mm. Um, and it's it's something I kind of wanted to see, was that right hook, and Volkanovski used it in a way that I wasn't expecting, and in a really sneaky little stance switch. Um, with that that lead low kick, step back power, um, like pump through your hips to the right hook at the yeah. south ball. Yeah. Really, really sneaky little combo. Oh, bro, but... I'll tell you what, we've been what, drilling today at the gym. At the gym. <laughs> that shit. Mm-hmm. It was that. We're like, oh, if I'll do this inside kick switch stance. Like, it was fucking yeah. beautiful. I'm going to be on that when I go to my side after this week, for sure. The the performance, man, was it was just... I mean, it was total domination. There were a few moments mm-hmm. in the third round. Yeah, you got a few kicks and, and punches off, but Volk just ate them like nothing. Like, I'm watching it, and man, I've never felt so calm watching a cut. Well, not calm, but I was just sort of like sitting there, really taking moments in, and and everyone around me was freaking the fuck out. Um, mm-hmm. And I just was like, nah, bro, he's fucking eating that shit. That's fucking wheat bix, bro. This is a boy mm-hmm. who's grown up eating fucking wheat bix. <laughs> just fucking dozens of them every day like this is nothing and he just ate all the shots and rolled with all the kicks most especially like he got caught with a few good punches i felt like more than kicks whereas kicks he was really he was really ready yeah. for and you talked about and this is sort of how i felt and i was pretty confident with i was like i want to show you yeah that respect yeah i was a little bit worried because like you said yeah okay maybe he was caught with a few things in the past from a max or an islam but volk is the highest fight IQ we've ever seen in MMA, in my opinion, prepares better than anyone I've ever seen in yeah. MMA. And the reason he gets caught maybe from Max or, well, the, the Max 2 fight, let, I'm going to, to me, is is an anomaly because he wasn't well. And yeah, I'm deferring pulled to up for the Max like, 2 fight. You know, we, we, that's a, an anomaly. We know Volk's better than Max. He's fucked him up. Fucked him up twice. Like, that was a 50-45 the first time, and it was a 50-43 the third time. Um, and what, the second what? one's just an, an anomaly. What do you give 10 eights? The, in the max fight? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't know, bro. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know every round. Okay. I just, I had a 50-45. I thought it was competitive enough, but, like, just dominate. It was a shit-kicking that max Yeah, there's probably, probably 50-45. I think there was one round I felt like it was just like so one-sided. I forget whether it was the second or the third. The one where yeah, he cut him fair. open, I felt like was like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm I'm being dramatic. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's matter. been a doesn't long matter. time. Anyway, um, you know, Volk just I'm just saying that that second fight, 
okay. But let's say, okay, Islam caught him with a knee and some kicks. Yeah, okay, I am a little worried there. Um, but again, what was he preparing for Islam for? Specifically the strengths of the wrestling. You yeah. know, and he admitted, he's like, I just wasn't prepared for the striking. Um, but I will be next time. And this time, I'm like, well, he's preparing for the kicks. So really, mm-hmm. I was actually also thinking, like, maybe he sh- we should be watching Yai's grappling. And especially from the bottom. And he did Which, land a yeah. good elbow in that first round from the bottom as well. But in terms of submission defense, I mean, I'm like, if there's anyone that's not getting submitted, it's Volkanovsky. Yeah. So, at the end and of the like day, nothing like, even one... came close. Yeah, I, man, I was this, the round that I was worried was the second. That was what I said in, in our preview. I was like, look, I feel like the first round they both, well, especially Yai is going to respect Volk a lot. I don't think Yai is just going to come out guns blazing with kicks and stuff in the first round. I no, think be really a feeling out process. What surprised me, or I was happy about, was how easy Volk was able to get him down off catching one of those kicks early. Um, yeah. and then just dominating that first round and then I'm like good this is what we want and then we came in the second and I was like okay this is where I'm worried and then he did start letting go with a, a few kicks and Volk started pressing, pressing him and pressuring him to, to close that distance mm-hmm. and that's when he got caught with a big shot um, a big a big counter right hand but Volk just ate it and then managed to get him down and it was just again really starting to put that damage on him and I'm just thinking okay he is putting that damage on. Are we going to look at like a after the third round, after the fourth round? Doctor stoppage, like I was sort of thinking just from damage. Mm. But then in that that third starts and it's just this on the feet exchange. And I'm like, okay. Volk landed a few good shots, but then yeah, he was landing a few good shots. It was actually quite, it was quite even. Um, not like they're both landing. Neither was landing like anything insane that I'm like, one of them's going to get dropped up until... You know, and, and looking back, Volk had been setting up that inside leg kick, switching to the right hook, that check right hook, mm-hmm. um, going backwards. Um, and it, it, he, he was setting it up beautifully, missed it, or, or just sort of hit it lightly earlier in the round. And then right before he hit it hard, he missed it. And then he goes mm. in again for it and really committed and, and hurt Yair badly. Um, pushed him up and, against the fence, sort of did a beautiful, like really aggressive feint, like he was going to mm. go in to draw that counter out, realized yeah. Yair was hurt and not prepared to throw big counters like that. Um, came in for some some safe shots, um, you know, grabbed his head, shot to the body, threw a knee, uh, and then just took his ass down. And if there was ever a takedown I was cheering for when, when you've hurt someone, it's Volk. Yeah. Because if there's any place that's just, you're safe for grand and pound, like, Volk's ground and pound is so elite that yeah. usually when someone's like, God, you're hurt, you're like, no, don't take him down, finish him. I'm like, no, no, no. Volk will take finish you. Yeah, Volk absolutely. will finish. This is where he's best at finishing this is you. the worst position you can be is hurt yeah. and underneath this motherfucker. Yes, just, exactly. Just he's so good at bombs. posturing and hitting. Yes. Mm-hmm. If he can do it to Islam, he can yeah. do it to anybody on planet Earth. That's yeah, how I see Yair, who doesn't want to be there anymore. 100%. Yeah, and Yair did not want to be there anymore, bro. By that third round. That's how I felt. No. no. Um, respect to Yair, because I like Yair a lot. Um, and with all due respect, I was sitting there thinking, like, nothing can make me upset as how I was earlier in the card. Even if Yair had won, I still would not be, would not have been as upset as I was earlier in the card. Mm-hmm. Because I like Yair. And I respect Jair. Yeah. I think Jair yeah, is really I respect skillful. Jair as a, an opponent. Um, 
and and sure. styles make fights. And I don't think A is necessarily a better MMA fighter than Volk, but I thought, look, I respect his skills and what he could possibly do in in moments yeah. with, with with his kicks and his striking overall. But I I really we don't want to add anything to worry about. Volk absolutely dominated him, finished him in the third. There's not much else to say. I mean, we we were glowing about him before we even got into this fight breakdown. He's just mm-hmm. cemented himself as just the the most dominant, probably featherweight champion of all time, and like he's just he- head and shoulders above everybody. Um, I mean, is there like, a champion who has ever completely tooled up his competition like this? Well, if you look at Ortega, Zombie, Max, these yeah. last four title defenses, like obviously you yeah, have the second Max fight was, was dicey. But the last four title defenses have been dominant. And you're yeah. talking Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, and the Korean Zombie. And people say mm-hmm. now the Korean Zombie sucks, but Korean Zombie's a fucking legend. Those yeah. four guys, he dominated them, bro. He destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And they've beaten all the other, like especially Max, has been all the other contenders, the Arnold Allens. The Josh Emmett's, like, yeah, he has, and he made, he made he a made very compelling easy. case to beat Islam as well, the I champ mean, above. He, we both agree he did beat Islam. We I both agree he did. It. It, yeah. Is it close? Is it that close that I'm like, no, it's not a robbery. It's a super competitive fight. No disrespect to to Islam. It mm. was a super competitive fight. Do I think Volk dominates him in the in the rematch? I do. I actually do. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's not close if they rematch because I think Volk's going to focus on just beating him up on the feet and respect the shit out of his striking and focus on that. And I think if he does that, he'll win because he knows Yeah, if he gets taken down, he's getting up. He knows that he's not as worried about the strength and getting dominated in the grappling. He will be prepared to deal with the grappling. He is prepared to deal with the grappling and will Islam take him down in the rematch? Yes, he will. I have no doubt about yeah. it. But Volk's not going to be sitting there like just not wanting to strike with him because he's worried about getting taken down. Because now he knows. He's like, well, if I get taken down, I get taken down. I'll just get back up. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on when I'm on the feet, landing and landing well and respecting what's coming back at me. And, and I think... Yeah, and not think, just standing there appreciating his work. After yeah, I think it'll... something nice. 100%. Will it be his toughest fight? Yes. But yeah. will he win? Yes. Yes, he will. Yeah, I agree. And like, if you look at what lies ahead for him... Iliot Tapuria, he's weirdly confident on. He's he's not given Tapuria much respect at all. And I understand that as like he's a twenty five year old kid who's just beat up Josh Emmett. Yeah. You know? With respect to Iliot Tapuria and to Josh Emmett, Josh Emmett is thirty eight and yeah. not a particularly complex opponent. He's kind of got yeah. two punches and some decent movement, which is also slowed down because he's old now. You know, it's yeah, it's just so crazy it's seeing you like at the top of the game. Like you just said, Ilya. I've you know, I look at Ilya. I'm like, oh, you know, he's probably thirty. I'm like, oh no, I'm older than him by a couple yeah. of years, and that mm-hmm. makes me depressed. Um, hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Could have been. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's more of just like when you watch athletes and you're like, fuck, they're good, and you admire them, and then you're like, yeah, oh, yep. I'm older than they are. Cool. You know, I'm that guy that's like, yeah, yeah man, he's a good kid. Yeah. I like that kid. I'm Dana White, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Sorry. You it's, were saying. Um, about yeah. So you got, 
he's got Deperio ahead of him. He, he's pretty confident he'll smash. And yes. I don't have a lot of reason to doubt him. If anything, the confidence is the only thing that makes me go, mm, but I, he'll prepare. He, he always prepares. Yeah, he does. And then Aljamain Sterling, assuming he beats Sean O'Malley, which I think is an assumption. Um, I've got a vibe about O'Malley. But Man, me too, to be honest, me too. Um, I've got a bit of if a he vibe does, about that fight too. If he does beat O'Malley, then Aljamain Sterling, who I, I, I think he poses zero threat to Volkanovski. Assuming Volkanovski stays, again, all of this is assuming that Volkanovski stays athletically where he's at or doesn't drop yeah. off in a major way. Yeah. But dominating the champ below you, dominating the only other contender in your division right now, and beating the champ above, who people yeah. insist is like the next big thing after yeah. Khabib. Yeah. Like even two of those wins, he's the GOAT, I think, and it's hard to fucking argue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I mean, look, the goat, the goat thing is all arbitrary I mean, it's all silliness just a bit of, anyway. It's a, bit of a laugh, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it doesn't ma- doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah, you can you can rank elite wins or you can rank um, title defenses as if Volkanovski's wins are over like Chad Mendes or yeah. Jose Aldo don't mean as much because they were for yeah. two rounds less. Yeah. Um, but like. I, I really struggle to see an argument why he can't be the greatest of all time. I think he's the best of all time we've ever seen. And I think outside of the cage and inside yeah. of the cage, he's exactly what I want from a fighter. Yeah. Like, out and he's, out, he is yeah, the perfect an incredible role model. He's uh, just a, like a genuine student of the game. He yeah. understands everything that he's doing. And it's so impressive. Is yeah. Unmatched. Unmatched, so yeah, inspiring. The man prepares. So and he, inspiring. He doesn't. He doesn't just prepare to a degree that he has a game plan and then he throws it out for the next person. Like he he learns yeah. skills and yeah. concepts, and then they come into play in the future of fights. You know, he'll yeah. like the, the like the wrestling for this one. Obviously, he's always been a bit of a wrestle boxer, but yeah. the wrestling for this one, you can see stuff that's inspired by the Islam fight. You can see yeah. little pullback trips and, yeah. you know, sitting Yo-Yo down and using, like... He's just levelling up. To... He just keeps levelling yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he'll take a previous body of work that he's produced and implement it into his fu- into his future fights. Yeah. It's just so impressive. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I can't believe the best mixed martial artist of all time we've ever seen comes from my fucking country. As yeah. a fan that was watched for so long, I just was like, assume it's going to be a Brazilian guy or an American guy, right? Like, you just don't. And then I even for bits, you thought, mate, is it going to be a Russian or Dagestani type wrestler? I don't know. But then yeah. you're like, no, it's just this hardworking blue-collar Aussie fucking boy. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking oath. It loves rugby league. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's my shit right there. Um, yeah, absolutely I, I, love it. I want to ask you... Um, when was the moment you realised that Volkanovski was something, like a special talent? Because uh, you look at his early stuff and he's like, he's good. But really, he's just like rugby takedowns and a right overhand for quite some when, time. And then he just hits a point 
where he becomes a bit of a point fighter and then he brings it all together beautifully. When when do you think like as that someone I who's watched his entire career? Yeah, yeah, I was at his debut. I'll I remember really. Yeah, I was at his, I was at Volkanovski's debut. I saw his first two. I was in yeah. his first two fights. I was his fight in Auckland, New Zealand. And I was in his fight in Melbourne in 2016 for his debut. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I think I realized it when he. There's two different occasions. Mm-hmm. One's like, oh my god, this guy is unfucking beatable. Which yeah. was against Brian Ortega. That was for and, me as well. Yeah. But I real I I mean to me I thought special talent, this is like creme de la creme, is when you beat Max Holloway. When he won the title. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I thought talent. he would I, I was like when he beat Chad Mendes, I'm like, oh we're fucking cooking. Like we're talking Oh <laughs> yes, the next Aussie ch- I and I said I was like then I was like he's the next Aussie champ. But but to sit here and say he's gonna be who we see now, I never would have thought then. And then when he beat Max and the way he beat Max, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this guy is unbelievable. But then you, you is there, like, moments where you're like, is, was it a bit of a fleet? Did Max have an off night? Like, you're still sort of, you know, you don't know. You don't have all the answers. I need no. to see more. But by the time he beat or- Ortega and the way that all went down, I was like, okay, we're talking about a special talent. I think, but to talk about the level we see him now, I think every fight, I'm blown away. I remember sitting there watching the even the I mean the Max Holloway three fight was just unbelievable. I just couldn't believe it, mm-hmm. even though I knew it. And then watching the Islam fight, I was sitting there next to you know one of my best mates, Jared, who was so nervous, and he's like, "Holy shit!" And I, and he looks at me and I said, "Dude," he's like, "Why?" He's like, "This," I'm always more nervous than he is, right? And he's like, "I've never seen you so calm." for like a, a Volk fight or a fight like this where we're like so invested. And I said, I just knew, bro. I just fucking knew he was going to do this. There was just something in me at that point where I'm like, I fully, when Volk says something, I just believe it. And when he's that yeah. confident that he can get back up from a take, I'm just like, fucking earth, bro. I'm with you. I just believed it. And was I still blown away? Yes. Was I still sitting there like, holy shit, I actually can't believe that he's this good. But... I still believed going in that if Volk says it, it will be done. The same way Dana Dana White, of all people, uh, which I'm just like, he never does this. This is like, you have to no. be one of the best of the best for him to go, whatever he wants next, we'll give him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Connor? That's about the only people he ever says that about. Volk's up there. Where he's like, yeah. whatever Volk wants next, he gets. Whether it's Islam, whether it's Ilya. But I think it's because he knows that Volk's not just going to wait around and pick his spot. He's like, look, I just no. want to get in there soon. Who's available? I don't care who it is. Um, or if I have options, he's like, I'll pick this. And they'll be like, yep, no worries. So they just know that he's a yeah. company man. They just know that he is, um, he's going to show up and he's going to do great work. You know? Hmm. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So it's just, it's great. It's great to see. Great to see. Um, Volkanovski, pound for pound number one, still the featherweight champion of the world. What I want to see next, I mean, I want to see Islam next. I want the rematch. Yeah, I want to see I Islam next. next. I mean, you could do Ilya if the timing's right. I, I mean, that's the fight at featherweight for me. Um, yeah, Aljamain can wait till after Ilya, in my opinion. 
Um, I'm fine with the Aljamain fight happening if he beats Sean. I think that's a big if, to be honest, because of Vibe and Vibe alone. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's we don't know how that's going to play. We've got to wait till um, August for that anyway. So right now we've got either Islam or we've got Ilya at Featherweight. I think Ilya can wait. I don't think that's going I anywhere. Ilya is not going to get and to I think Ilya needs the time to prepare for Volk to be a threat mm-hmm. to be, with all due respect because if they fought in three months Volk's gonna fuck him up so badly yeah um, and I think and I rate Ilya I think Ilya could be the, a featherweight I think Ilya will be the featherweight champion one day when Volk's yeah. retired you know yeah. what I mean like the, with the age difference and, and what Ilya has in front of him that potentially he has I, I really do um, not while Volk's the champion though um and I think that Islam fight needs to happen. And I think if it doesn't happen, it may never happen. Uh, Volk's yeah, ready. Islam doesn't have agree. an opponent. You think Justin Gaethje or Dustin Poirier are going to be ready two months after they go to hell and back against each other? No. Yeah. Charles Oliveira says he can't like... fight in October. And Volk said he can. Yes, he's got a, sh- a surgery and we'll sort of know in a week probably whether it's possible or not, depending on if are there any complications or is it smooth sailing. So we don't know for sure how Volk's going to hold up from that surgery this week. But... Assume it goes well. Assume it's what he's mm-hmm. saying it is. By October, I think he should be ready. Um, he's already done a training camp for Islam before. Um, you know, like I, I, I can definitely see that happening in October. To be honest with you, I can definitely see Islam and Volk going again. I think that's what's next. I think. Yeah. I. I mean, for me, it's silly to not make that what you have next yeah i think it'd be a real shame if we don't get that fight next um i think in the event that like poirier and dustin sorry that's not the right words um gaichi and poirier yeah um knock each other out first round minimal damage yeah true which is possible it's always it is definitely possible definitely possible yeah i think they probably get it just based on being ready and being yeah, I don't think opponents. they. I don't think they Armin, anything until after that fight. No, yeah. I think guys like Armin Soyukian or Michael Chandler trying to throw their hat in the ring are not going to get it over Volk. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not, definitely not. Not. I mean, Chandler's coming off a loss, and mm-hmm. um, to Dustin. Um, yeah. So it's either the winner of Dustin Gaethje if they're okay which is highly unlikely in my opinion. Yes. Or it's Volk and then Charles yeah. is whoever's whoever you know Charles fights the winner. Whoever wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean um, if if Volk wins they're doing a trilogy. Do you reckon? Ooh. Oh, please. I mean the money. Away? I mean it depends. It depends how it goes to me. It depends how it goes. I think it depends how it goes. Why? Well, I mean is Why it dominant it or not? Is it dominant? Because I think if Volk fucks him up, I think Volk can do whatever he wants. I don't think Volk has to fight Islam again. Whereas I think, yeah, I don't think Volk would have to fight Islam straight away. I think I Volk think would be would. allowed to I, go. To, I, I think Volk would be allowed to go to featherweight first and then come back. I think if Charles beat Islam, I don't know actually because they fought twice as well. I think it, like let's say Dustin beats Islam, I don't think Islam gets an immediate rematch. But I think with the the levels that Volk and Islam both bring, um, like it's a nerd's favourite and it's a casual's favourite. 
And I yeah. think they'd be silly not to do that three times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, to me, that's a, we got to we let's see it a second time first before we talk about. Trials. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, okay. Um, next yeah. down on the card was Brenna Moreno, um, Alexandra Pantoja for the flyweight title. I mean, we've got a new champion, Pantoja. We've got a new champion. We've got a new champion. And I think there's been a lot of controversy about the scoring. I don't want to get too into it. Because I was going to ask you, what, was it the right decision? I think, I thought it was. Me too. I couldn't give you the rounds. Me too. Um, I haven't, I haven't had the chance to go back and see it yet. But I, know, I I can safely say that yeah, watching it live. What was if you're feeling at the end, right? Was like, look, I was rooting, for, I was rooting for Moreno. Yeah, and I'm sitting yeah. there like, I don't know how the fuck you give that to him because he'd 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 have those moments like a minute or two minutes of a round where he's doing really well, but then he'd just get bullied for the rest of the round and grappling. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know how you give the round to Moreno after that. I want to, but I don't think I can. That's how I felt. All of the later rounds, like rounds one was definitely Pantoja dropped him in the first round two, mm-hmm. definitely Moreno. And at the end of round two, I was like, Moreno's back. He's going to, he's, he's comfortable. He's worked it out. He's evolved. He's got this. Um, then you get to that third round. I leaned. I, again, I've only watched this fight once. I've watched all the other fights a bunch of times. I've only watched this fight once. I think I'm going to say Moreno, but I could be totally off on that because in my head it was 2-2 going into the fifth and I gave the fourth round to Pantoja and I gave the fifth round to Pantoja. Yeah, that's valid. Arguably, I could have given Pantoja the third round too, but I thought Brandon Moreno did such a good job scrambling out of the grappling from memory. Like, did a really, like, that was when Pantoja was really focusing on trying to get that grappling going, and Moreno was doing a great job getting out of it, and I think even got on top at points as well. Um, so I think that was the mm-hmm. round I sort of leaned to Moreno, and then four and five again to Pantoja. Again, I only can guarantee you that I gave the fifth round to Pantoja, first to Pantoja, second to Moreno, third and fourth, I, I'd have to rewatch, but... That I, yeah, I felt like Pantoja won that fight. Well. Was it close? Definitely. It definitely was close. Yeah. Would I want to see it again? Yes, down the, not immediately, but I could definitely see that happening again if Moreno gets a win or two, and Pantoja's still the champion. Why not? I don't care if they fought three times and Pantoja won all three. Like, it's the first two were so long ago. No one really who watched them. Nobody like who cares <laughs> that the, the world championship ones are fight that matters. It was, I mean, in my opinion, fight of the year so far. Oh, what yeah, a, a what a fucking fight! What a yeah. fucking fight that was. Unbelievable, dude. It was unbelievable. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely yeah, loved it. No, genuinely incredible. Um how um, did you feel about uh Pantosia just able to out grapple and control Moreno, which really was his answer in this I made, fight? I made some bad reads on this one, man. I'll be I've got to hold my hands up. Um in every other fight that Pantoja has grappled, he's if he's not been able to get it early, if it's been defended early, well, I guess it's not a bad read, really, is it? Because it just didn't happen. But if it's been defended yeah. early, he very quickly goes away from it. Mm. And is just like, fuck it, we're going to brawl. Yeah. In this bout, Moreno didn't... I mean, his he didn't treat the grappling, I don't think, with the level of... The floor is lava that he should have. Um, mm. And I think 
he's sort of. I mean, well, I, I, his I scramb- think it's because he got dropped. Would... I, I think it was because he got dropped in the yeah, first because he sure. was floor as lava at the start, and I think he Maybe. he was he made some defensive errors in that um, because I think Pantajanu he's like he's gonna try to stay off the ground, and that was when he his striking opened up early. And then Moreno's like, okay, well, we're striking, let's strike. Second round sort of had, had his moments, came back, and he did a beautiful job with mm-hmm. the left hook, body, and then head doubling up on that hook. And it was landing mm-hmm. at will at different moments of that fight on Pantoja. And that's when Pantoja later in the fight, I felt like once he realized he was getting chewed up on the feet, he's like, okay, I need to go back to my grappling. And he realized by the third, I think, he's like, this is my um, you know, path to victory. Yeah, And then for some fucking reason, in between the fourth and fifth round, Pantoja's corner's telling him, don't go for the takedown. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that's fucking working for him. He should definitely go for the takedown if I'm Pantoja. I don't know what was going on in that corner there. But in the yeah, end, he didn't listen to his coaches and he went for the takedown to the fifth and it secured him the round and won the world championship. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was also a fight where I think you saw Moreno, who is... I think quite a proud fighter. Um, yeah. And I think you saw him dragged back into a role that he shouldn't have been dragged into. I think he, he's yeah. got very good movement where Pantoja doesn't. Yeah. And I think Pantoja's only chance on the feet really was making it a fucking dogfight. Yeah. Which he exactly. did with tremendous success. He really made that happen for him. Yeah. Um, just has a real a real scrap and like yeah i think moreno got sort of baited into this idea of i've got to get one back you know if he if he gets landed on i think he got baited into the idea of oh now i've got to throw back like right now so that i'm not down um whereas i think probably fighting a bit calmer a little bit more i mean it's all you know it's all easy to say when you're not in there yeah but a little bit calmer a little bit less in Pantoja's face, you know, slap him with counters and then move would would have been what I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, from Moreno, mm-hmm. um, and still still almost made it work anyway. So you can't hate the process too much. He really but, did. But yeah, no, um, yeah. like genuinely great performance from Pantoja. Thing is, the Royval fight after this is one that is interesting for Moreno. A lot less interesting when your champion is Alejandro Pantoja because mm-hmm. they fought a couple fights ago and Pantoja choked him out in a round and a bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I need to see that again. I mean, yeah. Albazi, if you want to push Albazi, I'm fine with that. I guess. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do the Moreno fight because they love the guy. They I don't think he, like, realistically, I don't think he deserves well. it. I don't either. I think Moreno needs one to get just get one more fight. Yeah. If he wins one more, get fuck it. But I think he needs another fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, it kind of he's becoming a bit of a, a every title fight has to have Brandon Moreno in it, which is a little bit annoying. It kind of I think it halts the division a little bit, makes I'm, it so I'm that not, it can't I'm, move on. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm not annoyed because I love Brandon Moreno and. Yeah, Name I'll, a bad I'll Brandon Moreno fight. You can't, yeah. especially in this era of Brandon Moreno. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it it just sort of is what it is in that regard. But um, I, I love Moreno. He's a superstar. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I think he'll be champion again one day. 
I really I reckon do. so. I think yeah. I think he'll win he's gonna win the championship again. Um because yeah, I just no, think I he, he is that good and he's still got ways to go. I think he's still got quite a few years at the top. Um Yeah. Yeah, great fight fight of the year in my book so far. Yeah. Um next um look, I'll be honest, if Volk didn't win the main event, I probably wouldn't be here right now because Yeah. Robert Whitaker, Trickus Duplessis feature bout like this was the only sure thing on this card and this card yeah. was fucked like this card was an emotional roller coaster but this was mm-hmm. absolute this was a cataclysm this was Chernobyl yeah. level disaster <laughs> Drickus finishing Robert Whitaker TKO in the second round and not by dumb random lucky shot but by strategic wearing <laughs> by down picking his yeah. moment game planning well defensively and offensively and just beating rob mm-hmm. i hated this fight was yeah. it a good fight if you're a non-biased fan yeah it was a great fight it's drama mm-hmm. it was high drama and you got to finish but from a australian i love robert whitaker I hate white South African males perspective. Very disappointing. Very tough. In fact, I'd say one of the great disasters of our time. I don't mm. think that's dramatic to say if we're talking no. about in history. You know, we're oh, talking about international tragedies. This well, is you're your, talking about when you, 9/11, really. Well, I mean, I would argue this is Australia's 9/11. If I'm being totally yeah. honest. Yeah. I would. I would. I would argue that. I, would... I think that's I think that's valid to argue. I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I would say that. In mm. fact, some some might argue. <laughs> some yeah. might argue a bigger tragedy. <laughs> some might. I knew you were going to say that, and I was like, "Does is he gonna is he gonna?" Sell it. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. No, of course. I just want to point that out there. But I've heard along the grapevine Mm. by the Billabong, you know, Billabong chats going on. Yeah. Well, just down by the Billabong. Oh yeah. You know, down by the well, the American might say down by the by the the water cooler chat. I say, you know, as an Aussie, the Billabong chat this Mm. week has been, you know one of the great disasters of all time. And Rob, to his credit, has taken it like an absolute champion. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciated that Drikus was saying, geeing up Robert so much, talking about how Rob's one of his heroes and had a poster on his wall and this was the most important fight of his life. And, you know, and, and maybe that's the best way to look at it as a Rob Whittaker fan and be like, this was the worst matchup for Rob, partly because... Drickus is preparing his whole life for this moment just to fight Rob. You know, that's the guy he knows his, he as a, he's a, such a fan of Rob. He knows his movements in and out. And he's like, I'm willing to bet Rob's going to do what he does in every fight. And he was Mm. right. You know, he picked his weaknesses. He picked his, his gaps. Uh, I think Rob needed that. I think Rob's going to be better for it. You've said the same. You and I have talked off air about this Yeah, and you've said the same. I said a lot on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's been a lot of a lot of interesting narratives coming out of this. Um, 
I when I watched it the first time, I was deathly nervous. I had just had a vibe. I I, mean, I always have a vibe when one of my favorites fights. Yeah, I had a vibe with Volkanovski. Yeah, um, you text me after the first round. I think something like I'm going to be sick, and I just yeah. laughed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. With Whitaker. I don't know. I had a vibe, but I never thought it would happen, and I think that made it worse. Yeah. Because Duplessis has looked, and I want to, with all respect to Drinkus Duplessis, and yeah. with all apologies to Drinkus Duplessis, he yeah. has looked shit in every fight that isn't he this one. Truly has. He. I remember. I. I remember hearing him. Piss me. I remember off. hearing him be hyped up, um, prior to the Tavares fight, mm. and so I went in with quite good expectations. And watch the Tavares fight live, and I was mm. like, "Oh, this guy sucks. He's mm. just like yeah. sprinting forward, mouth wide open, panting as he throws these one-two ones. Yeah, like his chin far out in the air. Just yeah. looks like he doesn't. He looks like he doesn't know how to fight. You know, yeah. looks like he's getting there by athleticism only. And let's be real, like athleticism plays a huge part for him." Huge part, but, but at the highest level, he manages work. not going to work. He manages to tie it. Well, it just did, man. It just did. But it, but it didn't because he fought a great fight for sure. He no, no, for sure. Fought. I've watched that fight three times, and it was hell on earth to have to do. Um, mm. he fought patient. He fought yeah. smart. He fought tactically, and. Then you add his athleticism and physical, you know, demeanor to it, and how strong he is. On top of that, that's what got him to beat Rob. He knew Rob's mm-hmm. weaknesses. He knew Rob's strengths. He defended the strengths and he took advantage of the weaknesses. It was perfect, and he didn't give any. And he didn't just do it in the sense of like, I'm going to neutralize, and then when he capitalized on a weakness, he capitalized. He finished the fight. He didn't yeah. give Rob that. He he took him down the end of the first and, and beat him up a bit. And you're like, shit, that wasn't good. And then Rob start, you know, comes out and does his thing. And he was winning the round. And when, until, you know, Drickus had his moment and dropped him with a fucking southpaw jab. What the fuck? Yeah. And then instead of, you know, okay, I just had a moment. He's like, no, no, no. I, I've found a weakness. I've taken advantage of. I'm going to finish. I'm going to make him pay. I've got enough of the round left. And he just went to town and and capitalized on his openings and finished it. Like, I I have to respect that. I hate to say it, but... It, yeah. He fought a perfect fight. He was he was doing all of the things that Rob hates. And some of them Rob counted. Like, he was, he was low-kicking, and Rob was countering that very well. Clearly, that's something yeah. he's been working on yeah. with respect to Adesanya, fighting yeah. Adesanya again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he was he was like watching it live. I thought that the low mm. kicks were landing a lot more than they were. Um, Rob checked them quite well. Yeah. I thought. Um, yeah. But Duplessis' high guard, being patient, um, and then waiting for Rob to stop and then getting back on him, as Rob has to sort of like bounce out of range. Um, and Rob sort of his his low lead hand for his jab. He holds it sort of by his shoulder. Um, which allows him to come up with it and catch people by surprise. It's like it's deceptively long. Rob's jab. 
Um, he can catch you and like lunge into range like a fencer um, very well. And yeah, I mean, the issue with that obviously is that he's not going to buy his face. And so, yeah, if you counter it with a right hand, particularly as like a right hand that he doesn't have the chance to see, doesn't have so big a telegraph because it's not coming from back here, it's coming from here. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing it on camera, but um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not coming you. from behind you. It's not. It's yeah, not yeah. coming from your rear yeah. shoulder. Where it's a massive movement <laughs> to throw. It's yeah. coming from your southpaw, where it's a, it, yeah. you can pump it out like it's nothing. Um, Rob doesn't have that read to then um, to then be able to counter or to parry or to slip or to move out of range, and so it, yeah. it just clattered into him. Um, Cannoneer did it. And I feel like I feel like Adesanya's knockdown was a southpaw. It was from southpaw, I think. Yeah. I remember seeing him recently talk about how he wishes he wishes wishes he'd stayed in southpaw. Yeah, but even just to credit Drickus, like people have tried to make fun of Rob for that takedown at the end of the first round because obviously <clears throat> Rob's such an anti wrestler. But I've watched that sequence specifically a bunch of times because I was trying to work it out. And it was like the perfect, like, I've watched Rob a million times and I know exactly what he's going to do and I'm going to capitalize on it. That was what that moment was to me. That's how I've read it. Mm-hmm. He dips away when Rob comes in and he gets in close and then he drops down and like circles around and he'll get like like that arm triangle sort of over under as he's sort of exiting on his opponent. And he did that to Drickus and Drickus countered by doing it back to him. <laughs> perfectly like on purpose he knew it was coming and he tried to do it early and he grabs that thing so hard and he's stronger that he he just was he looks stronger than rob and he got rob in such a bad position and then he threw that terrible takedown but it wasn't necessarily like the sweep that was just it didn't need to be perfect he had such good control of rob's upper body that he was still able to get him down even with a pretty shitty sweep from the legs it was good enough Mm, yeah uh and he was able to land and it was yeah terrible position like he he's drilled that specifically because that was a textbook rob exit entry and exit and he saw a moment where he's like i know i where i can get you that's how it felt to me i just like that can't be an accident i refuse to believe against robert whitaker that that move was an accident yeah, you know when yeah. it's off something I mean, that Rob does all the time, and he clearly prepared so specifically for Rob that I'm like, well, that was on purpose. Yeah, He's I mean, hearing him talk, way. and it's it's always been something that he'll do is he'll he'll have these silly, sloppy fights where he looks awful, and then he'll come out and in his post fight stuff, he'll break it down as if he's totally cognizant in there at every moment. Like most fighters, I feel like get in there and let instinct take over. Yeah. Um. I mean, in, in like in the post fight to this one, he was like, "Rob hit me with two, uh, one two high kicks, and we prepared really. We, like he was like we we prepared for those for ages, and he only hit me with two of them, one at this point and one at this point, and I feel like I blocked both of them. And it's like how like how do you have the wherewithal to know how many of each combination you're being hit with? In the biggest yeah. moment of your life. Like, he, he's... Mm. It's weird, and it's only really starting to come through for him, that he's, like, a genuinely intelligent fighter um, in terms of 
outside of the cage. He knows what he has to do, and further than that, why he has to do it. I feel like there are a lot of fighters that you can tell. You can tell them, okay, you've got to use a southpaw jab. But they won't maybe have a firm grasp of, like, what that southpaw jab's doing. And so they can't capitalize on it on an instinctual basis. Whereas I feel like Duplessis understands fighting on, like, a theoretical level as well as a probably better than a a level where he's in the cage throwing the techniques. Mm. Um, And obviously, like, he's insanely powerful. He's insanely athletic. That was the big thing for me on the ground was I don't think Rob looked bad on the ground so much as Rob looked outstrengthed heavily on the ground. Yeah, I mean, Robert Whittaker's a presumed jiu-jitsu black belt. Like, he's no fucking joke. He was he was going to wrestle for the, the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, he was. He, sure he was, was invited over there. Yeah. You know, he's he's a good grappler. And this is a little and, bit... And, and, and the, I know a lot of people... By the end of the round, just, yeah, he was back on his knees. Like, yeah. by the end of the round, he was back on his knees standing up. Yeah, um, it is a bit of a cope, but I'm with you. It's a li- it, is, it is. I'm a little, coping too. It is a little bit of a cope, but it's a, it's totally a bit of a cope. Um, but I think like you, I think you'd see the sequence on the ground end not long after the ground end, the round ended. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I I have another theory for you though. Yeah. About this, and yeah. we could sit here and say. Wow, how wrong we were about Drickus. He's actually really smart and really good. Think about that a week ago. You know? Mm-hmm. Or counter-argument. <laughs> counter-argument. Is yeah. we live in a world where player one and the main character is Israel Adesanya and he manifested this. He truly did manifest this. And I'm going to be honest with you. I believe that more than Drickus is really good and really smart. Is Israel Adesanya truly player one, truly main <laughs> character? Tr- to the point where this... he actually did manifest this bullshit. If he did, does that mean that you're going to root for uh, Duplessis in this? I, in this I would. I would if, he, if, if he caused Ro- uh, Rob's loss. If you're subscribing to that theory. If I'm subscribing, I'm not saying I am subscribing to it. I'm just throwing oh, yeah. it out there. I'm putting it out into the world. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm not necessarily saying it is true. I'm just saying what's more likely, you know, when you look at Izzy's career and what he just did to Alex Pereira, felt very movie-esque, felt very main character vibes. And then he's sitting there talking about how he's going to manifest Drinkers winning. And I'm like, I don't like hearing that. And then it happened, and then he comes in and drops the ninja word about 25 times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, would I then, if I, let's say I subscribe to that theory, would I root against Izzy? I mean, I'm going to say no for a couple reasons. One, Izzy's key. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't like white South Africans. Like that's the, yep. you know, I mean, like, you know what I mean? What, what's, you know, there's a way up there. Obviously I'm joking about the South African parts. It's a fucking joke, but also. It's weird. I feel like you say um, it enough. Where I say it enough. It a joke? I say it enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do say it enough. Uh, it is a joke. Cause there's plenty of great South African people <laughs> I've met. There really is. Yeah. I feel like the worst white South Africans are the ones that left South Africa because they don't like how, you know, now they've let everyone mix and mingle. 
you mm. know, I feel like the white South Africans that are still there are probably the best of them. It's the Including ones that came, it's, it's the ones that came here, bro. It's the ones that <laughs> came here. I don't vibe with them. I'm just saying. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Wink, sort of. But also, you know, if you meet, I'm just saying, if you meet a white South African person in like England, in Australia, and ask him if they had a maid, and then ask him what color skin the maid was, I bet you they're not white. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't agree with it, and I don't vibe with it. So say what you want. I'm sorry that I don't like that sort of thing. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is, no, I'm rooting for Izzy. I said at the end sure. of the reactions, I want Izzy to kill him. Yeah. I want Izzy to kill not not literally, you know, metaphorically, and in in the in the context of a fight inside mm-hmm. an octagon in the UFC, I want Izzy to kill him. I want Izzy to destroy him. I want I think him this to is, embarrass him. I think this is the biggest plus side for me personally. Is that me too? Me too. I don't like Izzy. Yes, and I don't yeah. really like Drikas. Yeah. Um, he's growing on me. To be fair. Yeah. But. I don't. He's a way more likable person. I'm not a fan. You know, in an unbiased world. Like, if I was an Australian or a New Zealander by heritage, I probably wouldn't dislike Drickers. No, sure. But I am. And I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, so he's growing on me, uh, but at the same time, I just want those boys to get in there and have a scrap. And I don't really care who wins it. I, I mean, to be honest, would be so funny and would make the Rob loss a lot better if Drikas won it for me. If Drikas comes in there and just meme takedowns Adesanya and pans him out or takes his back and chokes him, um, would be one of the funniest things of all time for me. If Drikas beats Izzy. Which I mean, and you know it can happen. I can't. I can't. I mean, after what happened this past, any you're right. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. I'm not at all of the opinion that he can't win now. Like I was no. so sure that Rob would beat Drickers. Yeah, I have to now be like, well, it's fucking possible. It's MMA. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. Every time I say it can't happen, it does happen. That's how MMA yeah. works. And if anything, it might just have been. Here's my other thing. You know what I actually subscribe to? It's nothing to do with Izzy and it's nothing to do with Drikas. It's the MMA gods. Yeah. When the world says it can't happen, the MMA gods go, this is MMA. When it shouldn't happen, it will happen. When you yeah. think it can't happen, it must happen. Yeah. And that may be what happened this past weekend. In fact, I truly believe in the MMA gods. They're the only gods I actually believe in. <laughs> And the yeah, I've become gods. convinced. There's two, there's, over two, time. there's two gods I believe in: the rugby league gods and the MMA gods. They're the two gods I truly believe in. And mm-hmm. I think the MMA gods punished the MMA world and just reminded them that this is MMA and anything yeah. can happen. And I think that's the yeah. most likely scenario. And I think, and I was sitting there, and I, again, I said this in the reaction. You'll hear it in the, the reaction videos because this will come out first. When we got to the Alex fight, I said, this card has been so fucking wild of what's happened. Like, from Robbie Lawler, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner, the Izzy shit with Drikas, the Rob Drikas fight overall, the fight with Moreno, you know, was the right decision. 
And we were just sitting there like, what the fuck's going to happen? No one felt good about Alex Shaiyu going into this. No. The, who I was watching with, I, I'm sure you weren't either. You were in a state. You were way worse than me, bro. The text you were sending me, was you were ready to fucking noose yourself. Dude, Alex comes out. He walks out. Sorry to get back you were, to it. Dude, but... you were overanalyzing that so hard. You're like, bro, he just he... doesn't look as hyped up. I'm like, yeah, because he's not in Australia and there's Mexicans everywhere booing him. Yeah, well, but he like he was booed heavily for the Max fight and he came out viciously. But I think it's because he was really... Res- he, I think he felt respected, but still yeah. was not at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like he had a point to prove in the Max. Whereas Jair, I think he was just like, well, I think I'm going to fuck him up. I think he just yeah. looked relaxed. I wasn't looking into it like you were. I, I said, and like I said to the room, I, I said, terrified. I know this craziness that's happened on this card, everyone. This was said to the room. I said, no, this craziness happened on the card. But I truly believe that truth must shine through. And if there's any truth to MMA, it's that Alex Volkanovsky is the pound pound number one. Alex Volkanovsky yeah. is the truth. And at yeah. the end of the day, the truth must shine through. And it did. So that's why Volk won. Because I'm like, we can have... You can have your craziness all you want, MMA gods. But at the end of the day, Volkanovsky is the truth. And the truth mm-hmm. must shine through. And it did shine through. So it's fine. But yes, the MMA gods were at play here. Um, Izzy stepped in the ring and did a face-off with Drikus. It was pretty fucking cringe. I love yep. Izzy. but it... And the problem with Izzy is... I just think, and I think he's in the right, like you see his arguments online and things, and he's posting like other people's comments, like explain himself. He's like, this guy has it. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you're so like, he's not emotionally intelligent. Like he's emotionally intelligent in the sense of, I think he understands his own feelings, but he's not very good at expressing them to other people. No. So I, I don't think it's that Izzy's in the wrong. I think he's so cringy because I don't think he's very good at expressing his feelings verbally he's very good at expressing himself in the octagon and as a martial artist it's why he's such a great martial artist but i don't think he's really good at expressing himself verbally uh and i think you know he has his moments but the reason a lot of people think he's cringe is because he's not really he doesn't have great like eq like he truly I mean, he's got quite an ego on him. He's probably got some narcissistic tendencies too. And I, and look, Izzy, I love you. But like, he really doesn't know how to read a room. And he says things he should... And mm. then he'll say afterwards, he's like, nah, I did it right. Fuck all you. I'm the man. And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Actually, man, fuck you, bro. Like, you, you sound like a dickhead. And I love yeah. you. But you sound like a wanker. And it's not like, and I'm, and I think you're right, but you're just, you're going about it the wrong way at expressing yourself and coming in there where he could have said, you're trying to call me non-African. You're tr- you started this. You were trying to disrespect me, Francis Kamaru. Like, mm-hmm. are you being for real? And then he sits, instead he sits there and he tries to bait him to say the N word <laughs> by saying ninja 25 times. And I'm like, bruh, that ain't it. Like, I couldn't oh, even understand so what you funny. were trying to do because you just kept saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. And then Drickus is sitting there, gets right in his face, and he's just... And I'm like, Izzy, first of all, way too intense. Relax. Um, mm. You know, I mean, save it for when you're Let's fighting. be honest, he's clearly very drunk, I think. I think he'd been drinking. He said he only had two, no, he said he only had two drinks. He said he wasn't... wasn't what? Drunk. Maybe he's the lightweight. <laughs> I, I said at the time, too, I was like, he's drunk. He's fucked. He should not be in there. But then after he's like, I've had two drinks. I'm like, oh, okay, so... Never mind. So that, that, that's actually you worse. Actually, is it's it is worse. It is worse. Um, 
Yeah, I think it was way too intense. I loved his stare off, like at the camera, like after as the fight's ending, and I look up and Izzy's just staring at the camera, like I'm so happy and so ready to go to war and fucking destroy this guy. I'm like, perfect. You don't need to have mm. him on the mic. You don't need to bring him in. Just have that. We know what's next. We know what's next. Yes. You know, Joe's going to ask Drikas, who we know you're going to fight Izzy next. What do you think about that? Drikas is going to say his words cut cut to Izzy staring there so intensely looking angry. Done. Sign me up. Yeah. Sell out, sell out an arena in Sydney. Sell out a stadium in Sydney. You could, you know, like bring the boys. Like, let's go. Defend the land. Yeah. You know, for the yeah, answer. It's a fun fight. It's a fun fight, and I think it'll happen in yeah. what is it, September? Is it September? That it's September, September UFC two ninety three, yeah. and it's gonna be a. T- I, I I'm glad it's a short build up because I could not handle the racial undertones of this fucking build up. No, it's God. gonna be fucked. Um, and 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 I don't think I I truly don't think Driggers is like some bad racist fucking dude or any by any dude, stretch of the imagination. But I I do think he's gonna have a fan base that are. Mm-hmm. Um, he already do, he already does. Well, he already does. He already does. Didn't help His himself by jumping over to shake like... shake Trump's hand and shit and all that. But then yeah. so does all the it's MMA. They all fucking love yeah, Trump. Yeah, it's MMA. So is he had a photo with him? Like you know what I mean? Like it's it, what does yeah. it matter? But like, um, yeah, it's it it is gonna be like it's... that. And Drick is really fucked up, and he's gonna have to play this role. Otherwise, backtrack. Either way, he's not going to look great in this build-up, I don't think. No, the only I, thing I, that benefits him is that Izzy's so bad at expressing himself. Izzy's going to be just looking bad in that regard, even though mm. he's probably right. For me, I think I think it's... I think the way Drika sees it is similar to Michael Bisping winning a belt out of the US and claiming England. And I think Drikus is like... I'm in Africa. I'm like fighting out of Africa. And I think he'd he just chosen to like take that disrespectfully. Whereas like Leon Edwards, who won it out of England, chose to take that as like, look, Bisping's great. Bisping did his own thing. I want to prove that you don't have to leave. It was the way Drickus like, certainly... said it. Oh, like I've listened to say it and I'm like, you do sound the, like yeah. an asshole. And yeah, he's and like, I I'm think... the real African. And, and, and your meaning is a national. But I mean, I'm like, Af- bro, Africa's a continent. Not a country. For sure. For sure. And they keep talking sure. it and I find it so weird because I'm like, when you say it's as a continent and you use it like I mean, I'm not sure where I was listening to this. It might have been UFC like involving UFC, but I was talking about um the African continent. And and mm. the uh, like, people talk about Africans like they're one race when genetically they're the most diverse continent in the world. 100%. I think it's like, like, I think yeah, the shortest people on earth from Africa, the tallest people on earth from Africa, the fastest people on earth from Africa. They have the most genetic diversity within that continent. Drikas Duplessis is is from South Africa with obviously a, her- mm-hmm. a European heritage, whatever. I have a European heritage. I'm not an indigenous Australian either. I'm fucking Australian. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to sure. say Drikas isn't African, I'm not no, gonna, I don't think anyone I'm, is. And he's and he's not and he's definitely South African. Like he is, he just is. But yeah. on his end, he can't sit there and be like, Izzy's not African. He's not a real African champion. He claims New Zealand. Well, he's Nigerian. He's not from the yeah. same country as you, bro. Yeah. He's not from the same country as you. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, like, I don't I'm understand. Look, I, I just don't understand. I I know what he's trying to say because of the Leon example you've just said, but like it was just so bad that yeah. especially to someone like Izzy, it was never going to go any other way but badly. No, it was no, so no, it was, it dumb. Was, as soon as he said it, as a white man living in Africa, saying that two black African, well, three black African champions Africa, not great are history not. There. Not are not real African champions. I think what he said was racist. I don't think Drakus Duplessis is a racist. I agree with you. I think it, I think it has like some really bad racial undertones that he. I think he was naive. Like, tri- I think he's a young man that's naive. <sighs> Maybe I think he's just arrogant. To be honest, I think he's just got a sort of arrogance and a a kind of a fuck you ness to him. Yeah. Um. That I think, like, because he's now he's now been like, I never said he wasn't African. I just yeah. said I that, young that like I just said like you're training out of, you know, you're not training out of Africa. You're not representing Africa. You're not living in Africa. You're not you know you're not proving anything to the people of Africa, which is yeah. his point. But like, you can't. You don't get to like you have said he has said I'm the real African champ. He said. Are they really African champs if they're not living here? You know, is the belt really in Africa? Yeah, which is well, ridiculous because I mean, like Izzy clearly has a lot of respect for his heritage. Um, Usman clearly has a lot of respect for his heritage. Agreed. Um, Ngannou clearly has a lot of respect for his heritage. Yeah. They're not people who have tried to distance themselves from Africa at all. Yeah, and and but like you can be, you know what I mean. You can have two. You can be both. Country groups yeah. are both, bro. Like, Izzy represents New Zealand. You yeah. know what I mean? He he does. He represents New Zealand. but And he also represents Nigeria. He does both. Mm-hmm. Ilya Taporia is Georgian and Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great you know example. What, yeah, that's a great example. You know what I mean? Like... The Spanish get behind him. The Georgians get behind him. Why the fuck like, not? Dana, Dana why said wouldn't that you? he's getting a... Dana said that he's basically secured a UFC Spain. Love that. You know what I mean? Like, love that. But, like, that. you know, but he walks out in the Georgian colours. Yes. With a Spanish flag. And, you know? and, to- and you know, and but but you change up as well because Izzy the, at times has come out in the green for Nigeria. Yeah. But, uh, like, really early in his career, he's got the all black on. And yeah. having had the New Zealand flag over his shoulders. He's mm-hmm. represented both because he represents both at all times. At yeah. all times. And and you come to this part of the world, to New Zealand, to even Australia, full of Kiwis here, and people connected to New Zealand, the Anzac spirit, two brother sister nations. We fuck with Izzy so hard, bro. Yeah, we we do. We just do. And he, the reason that's the reason he's like you talk about. Well, Volks, you know, your champion is not main eventing the Sydney show. I'm like, well, we've got Izzy. We've got two champions in this region. You know what I mean? Hmm. Whether it was a... If you had a UFC New Zealand, Volk could main event that too. Yeah. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't... And it would be like, well, Volk's just repping the fucking land, bro. And mm-hmm. nowhere to... We are, of course, two different countries, but we have a very different, deeper connection than I think maybe any other two countries on Earth. Um, yeah. You know, from, from our foundation and our close relationships and how close we truly are. And also just as people. Um, and, and because we are so isolated from the rest of the world, we sort of only have each other. <laughs> like it's sort of just how it's mm. always been. 
it's part of the reason as well geographically why we're so connected um it just it just is is what it is and i'm back in izzy and i'll always back izzy unless he fights rob or another australian yeah yeah that's fair so it just it just it's just i have to um because he's a kiwi and nigerian but that's okay anyway that's I'm back it was weird for that one it was weird i'm looking forward to the fight i'm not looking forward to the build up yeah that's that's exactly where i'm at as well yeah yeah do you want to hit um <sighs> yeah dan, dan hooker, hooker Jalen Jalen Turner. Turner. poor boys should have got fight of the night but then you know fight yeah. of the year happens later on dan fucking hooker i just want to say i told i told you so yeah dude i'll be honest my picks for this were dog shit the only one i got right was volkanovsky yeah like i mean reno lost rob lost turner lost yeah um val woodburn yeah i mean to be fair we went out of spot we picked val woodburn out of spot um you picked you oh you nico price you piece of shit you disrespectful piece of shit yeah, how dare you? I that yeah. This was a, a, oh, a, you want to talk about feel good? You want to talk about like the roller coaster that that fucking event was? Robbie Lawler, yeah. bro. We'll get, we'll, we'll, to get to we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to, to it. that. Yeah. Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. What a fight, dude! Mm-hmm. One of the fights of the year as well. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was so good. I absolutely loved it. Dan Hooker is truly a serial killer. He is a psycho. Yeah. He didn't take control of this fight. Until he had broken his orbital bone and his arm. Yeah, that's yeah. when he took control of the fight and won, the, stole the second round, and then won the first, the third round very convincingly. He lost the first, was losing the second. It wasn't until two bones were broken that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna beat the shit out of this cunt. I'm gonna fuck mm-hmm. him up. He he almost he literally on the bell had needed five more seconds. He was finishing that fight. And did yeah. I not tell you? I could see Dan Hooker re-naked choke the hangman. You I, did. You did I say said that. It. I fucking yeah. said it. I, dude, I feel good about it. I love that. I love Dan Hooker. I fucking love yeah. Dan Hooker. And I love seeing him get a victory against a real, like, tough fight. That was a really yeah. tough fight. Yeah, yeah, Jalen yeah. Turner's Very no joke. So. And, the, yeah, and, he, and he also defeated the, Anzac cur- the Jalen Turner Anzac curse. Which but I Turner liked. missed weight as well. He didn't even cut all of his weight. So there was 158. Like, yeah. True. Yeah, don't like that. And like the, the amount that people that miss weight then win their fights is mm. so lopsided. I think it's something like 80% of the time. If you yeah, miss but... weight, you win. It's something like that. Dude, yeah, um, I mean... Just because you don't have to cut all the weight. You're bigger. You're like so much bigger on the night. Yeah. When you look back at the night of... You know, I feel like Australia and New Zealand, we're the top of the MA world right now and have been for a mm-hmm. few years. And this was us sort of defending that at International Fire Week again. Look, it was a tough night for the Aussies. Volk won and yeah. Dan won. Everyone else lost. You know, yeah, Jack Delamadalani didn't fight in fairness. He's fighting this week. So that's, you know, um, that's that's its own story. But mm-hmm. Jimmy Crute lost fucking... Turkish fella just three seconds in got KO'd into oblivion yeah. and Rob lost. But I still feel like we're mattered with Volk winning he's still champ. Is he still champ? We're still we're still on top. We've still retained the top. Yeah. It was I'm a sad. it wasn't it wasn't a total victory, but I'd still like I feel like we lost a lot of battles, but we won the war, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, but yeah, we lost there's a lot of casualties to win the war. A lot of casualties. You know? Um but yeah. Dan 
winning but also. through. Dude, we need a Dan to pull through. I don't know if I yeah. would call it as much of a victory if Dan hadn't won. No. Um, but Dan put on such a good performance. God, he's tough. Dude, orbital yeah. and arm broken. Yeah. I mean, he was talking about, like, um, how, when he got the takedown at the end, it was just because his arm wouldn't do anything anymore. Well, he couldn't finish him, right? That's why he was saying. Yeah. Because he, he dropped him. And then he would, he like. He dropped him he, and then. Everyone, he, yeah. he looked like. He looked. Turner looked like he quit. I was like, it's over. It's over. He just needs to drop mm. bombs. And then he just didn't. He just sort of paused and froze. And I was annoyed at the time. But then, you know, after hearing the state, he was, I had no idea he'd broken anything at no. that time. I had no idea about no, the broken arm um, until Joe mentioned it at the end. And. You know, now looking at it, I'm like, well, of course. He's literally, he said, he's like, sounded like he had a stroke. He's like, I can't feel this side of my body it was numb. Um, yeah, he had fucking literally Bell's palsy mid-fight. Um, <laughs> it was just <laughs> terrifying. But Dan Hooker, man, um, I scored at 29-28 for Hooker. I mean, yeah. it was a close second round. Everyone I but Adelaide Bird scored it that way. Which, you know, of worst judge of all time fame. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think could she have had still... It. I think she had it. 29-28. Oh, no, she had the third yeah. round. She gave the third she round to She had the third to round. Fuck, she's a yeah. dumb cunt. Excuse <laughs> my French. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, not a very good judge. Dude, what the I don't fuck? think she's ever been a very good judge. I think no, she's always well, been pretty consistently. I mean, she f- fucked Triple G all over the place. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I mean, I could have seen a judge giving the second round to Turner because four minutes of that round, he dom- he not dominated, but he was definitely winning. He was winning those minutes, yeah. Where, but that last minute, you know, Hooker almost finished, like on the feet, almost finished him, beat the piss out of him. Then got him to the ground, ground and then him. literally had the fight won. So I'm like, in that minute, it was so dominant. I'm like, well, you have to, and and literally would have finished the fight. I'm like, I have to give that guy yeah. the round, surely. Um, say, but when you're saved by the bell, you have to give the guy the round. Um, mm-hmm. And then third round was 150,000% Dan Hooker's. Yeah. Um, so, unless you're Adelaide Bird. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty, like, incredible win for Danny. He's back in the top ten now. So happy for him. Um, he's he's the Cowboy Cerrone of the modern era. He really, yeah. truly is just a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Like he showed up and fought Islam in Abu Dhabi on like a week's notice. He was like not able to come home to New Zealand and living in Vegas for weeks just so so he could take fights. Like he's he is such a fucking legend of the sport and he's been so disrespected the last six months because of the iv bullshit which he's probably right anyway and it, he's probably and dan, I, I believe and people man, like dan hook needs to apologize dan hook is not apologizing to fucking islam dan no. hooker is loyal he's a fucking kiwi he's loyal to the fucking boys he's not gonna be fucking giving out shit to a fucking to the enemy he's not giving to the fucking enemy you know what I mean? Oh, sorry, mm. I was wrong. The internet wants me to apologize. Fuck you! You're if anyone's asking to apologize, you're a fucking pussy. Get your fucking life together. This is the fight business, for God's sakes. And I hate saying that shit, but in this context, are you kidding me? You should apologize. Yeah. yeah. To, oh my Didn't god! Didn't say anything Get bad. Over and it, let's be honest. Fucking wuss. He's like I. I believe him. I'll be honest. I don't think he's like a sore loser. 
No. You know, when no, Islam, when Islam beat him, he was just like, oh, well, I got paid. Yeah, yeah, true. You know? True. He, wasn't, yeah. he didn't, like, make any excuses on that one. No. I well, don't think he's ever made. He's not someone wasn't. to make excuse. He's literally defending his boy Volk. He's literally defending a brother. I'm like, how can you... But I also, ne- I I'll never be mad at him. that's something he heard. He, he did. He did hear that. Yeah. But, they, yeah. like, it was just a... He, their word against his and you know if you're Dan he's like I'm gonna fucking say something if I heard it I'm, not, I'm just not gonna let him walk away I'm pissed that's my brother I'm gonna say something and he yeah. did um, and I, he doesn't even apologize fuck you he's a legend the amount of what he's done <laughs> for the fight game and the fights he's put on and putting his body in the line like yeah unbelievable he's a legend of the sport he'll he'll be like when all said and done if he has a he'll probably be a Hall of Famer one day you know what I mean? Like, he, if, if Cowboys are running all the time, he'll probably get there in the, you know, he's probably going to fight for yeah. four or five more years. And then yeah. he'll he'll ride off into the sunset and he'll be, a, he's a legend. He's already a legend of the fight career yeah. he's had. He's one yeah. of the OGs of the Anzacs. He's been, a, like, when I started watching the sport, Dan Hooker was all, all the fucking, like, Australian fight cards back in the day. In, like, 2014, 2015, 2016, those days. Dan Hooker was there fighting a featherweight. And I'm telling you right now, whenever I watched Dan Hooker fight back then, I was like, I love Dan Hooker. He's probably never going to be something, though. The fact that Dan Hooker mm. is who he is now, I'm so shocked and love because he deserves it. Especially, such especially an at this state. You yeah. know? Especially, like, post-Poirier, on the slide that he was on, to come back, beat a young gun, and then beat another young gun, really. He's back, back-to-back back wins, bro. Back-to-back back wins yeah. in the top ten again. Love to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, love to see it. Do you, who do you have anyone you want to see him fight next? Um, I mean, he's going to be out for six months, so I I think it's too soon to tell. Like at least six months. Like he's broken. Yeah, months. but the the top ten's not going to change that drastically. Well, it might, but I, if but you it might, because I don't want him fighting top five. So you're only looking from ten to five. So you've got um Gamrot, you've got Fazeev, you've got Rafael oh. dos Anjos, which I'm not mad at that. I would. I sort RDA of isn't RDA, a lightweight anymore. Dan Hooker. Yeah, but he's he's ranked lightweight. He's in the rankings. He's a, he's in the rankings for some stupid reason, but he doesn't fight. He doesn't okay. fight in. He might. He, he might. Not, bro. He might. No, he he's he's literally been like either total shot Connor or welterweight. Is what he said. Okay. Well, he's okay. like, I'm not going back down unless you're giving me the shots or you're giving me um, Connor. Okay. RDA, one of the OGs too, but I would love that fight. Yeah. Do it at 170, I don't even care. I just didn't feel like that's a great I'd, OG I'd, fight for I'd, Dan Hooker. That's a, it's a great fight for Dan Hooker, but it, he, for... it's not a 155-pounder. No, yeah, true. He's I mean, that's the, a fight he's, I'd He's been left see. in the rankings like... Uh, yeah, um, if you're talking about fun fights, good fights for Dan, that's a fight I'd love to see that's in the top 10. Yeah. It's not a big like yeah. step up in the rankings, but it's a great fight. Um, It's a big name. Um, Otherwise, I'm happy to see how it plays out, and if you know, maybe a Fazeev or a Gamrot's there. Um, Who are the other two? Uh, RDA who's, who's nine, eight, nine. and um, and Armin. Okay. And yeah, I Gamrot. Think Armin, and I think that Armin and Fazeev are going to fight, I've heard. Is that true? They've sort of been talking about it. Okay. And then well, I don't so want to see him in the to top fair, five so yet because who does he fight in the top five? He's fought Chandler and he's fought Poirier. Like, I mean... Can I throw you a wild card? If Justin Gaethje loses to Poirier, I wouldn't mind seeing Dan Hooker fight Gaethje. I think if Justin Gaethje loses to Poirier, he's going to retire. I agree. He's very heavily I'm implied just, it. I agree with you, but I'm just saying. It's a banger fight. 
died it's, it's, I sure. wouldn't be mad at that fight. It's like, no, no. Okay, she's like, look, I've lost to Poirier. I'm going to retire. I've got one more fight in me, though. Like a good farewell fight. You all know I'm retiring. Give it down. Yeah. It's yeah, I'd be up for fight. that. And Hooker could win that. Hooker could definitely win that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Stylistically, like, I'd, he probably doesn't, but, like, he could. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not a 50-50, but it's probably like 60-40. I think he's like a 40% chance of winning that fight. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I'd have to... I could see him clinching the ruminate fucking on it a bit, face. But yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my thoughts. Dan Hooker, legend, love him. Great stuff. Um, Speaking of run. legends, Val Woodburn. We... Oh, yeah, yeah, Val Woodburn. Poor guy come to the UFC on a week's notice by himself. Like, man, he was a fan favorite through the week. Like, people felt so bad for him. He you know, like, he was wholesome stuff. I don't know if you've seen Chris Curtis talk about this. He he wasn't on his own. Um, was he not? He lives, like, very close. So he got, I think he... Oh, got, he went to... Did he go like, to the airport he for, got like, a different, a part of the video? He got a different flight. He got a different flight than everyone else. But they were there, like, two hours later. But, <laughs> but Embedded got a load of clips of him just, like, walking around on his own. We have some breaking news. Guys, for some we talked about is it today. Ariel Hawani has just tweeted Jimmy Crute has not retired per his team. Oh, okay. I thought you were um, going to talk about the other breaking news, which is the no, confirmed not... date of the boxing. The boxing? What? Angani versus Fury, October 28th. Oh, has that happened? Has that been announced? It's It's been announced. Has it? I haven't seen it's that announced. I've not seen that. Anywhere. I'm reading it from... Luke Thomas. What the fuck? I mean, I've, I've we're, I knew there was coming. The announcement was coming. I don't really care about it. Happy for Ngani get the bag, but I don't yeah. really care about that fight. Oh yeah, yeah I see it like... here. Doesn't fear Ngani will fight October twenty eighth, Saudi Arabia. Sources told ESPN. Okay. Yeah, I mean, get the bag. Other than that, I don't really care in the context of the sport. Um, no, neither. Yeah, anyway. Oh, hey. um, um, Bo Nickel, just Bo Nickel. like fast, I mean, athletic, knocked him out. But to be fair, looked good. Like, you're talking yeah. about an elite wrestler on the feet, bro? His accuracy? Speed, yeah. no, he's power, like Very timing. fast, very he's good shot selection. He looked good. Uh, I, I actually was quite impressed. And I know it's like, <laughs> can't be impressed. They French fed him a nobody. But, I mean, in the context of... It's a international fight week. You're opening a pay per view card. It's a big moment in front of a big crowd. He looked flawless. Yeah, pretty I, much. I respect. Yeah, I mean, I respect yes. It. Yeah, and same. And, and I, I, I've sort of needed. been trying to listen to him a little more in interviews. Like, I want to not like the guy because whatever, just like fucking white bread, you know, just plain Jane. But I don't know. He's slowly winning me over bit by bit. We'll see. Um, he's not done much for me, I'll be honest. He's still, like, I don't dislike the guy. but He just seems like a, but he does seem I'm like a genuinely nice guy. I sort of thought he was just an arrogant by him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he seems like, he seems cool. He seems cool. But he's just like, you know, if you were to generate an American athlete. Yeah. Who then comes over to MMA. Um, no, I mean, we talked about it last week. I'm with you. I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. He looks um, like he should, he, he, you know, he should be playing baseball or something. But yeah, I'm with you. Dana, Dana seems to be doing a weird thing where everyone that should be pushed isn't being pushed, and everyone that shouldn't be pushed is being pushed. Um, he's quite reluctant to push Bo Nickel for some reason. Doesn't seem to want to. 
give well, him anyone. I think he's learned from Short O'Malley. I think they did a really good job with Sugar, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I they mean, did. I think that's the best they've ever done with a guy they were high on from like way too early to be that high on a guy. And they usually just fuck their whole career up. The only one they've yeah. really done a great job. I mean, I, they've nailed Sean. Amin. I mean, Hamza. He's up, fighting for a Hums world up. title. He's the number one contender fighting for a world title. Like, they've nailed it. Yeah, I mean, Hamza did very the... well. And I think I, I guess Hamza's, Hamza's still... only obstacle has been Hamza. Y- yes, but I, yes, I agree with you. But Sean O'Malley's fighting for a title. Hamza's never fought for a title. Sugar's no, way ahead. True. And Sugar's been around. Like, he's a contender series product. Like, he's been yeah. there from day dot pretty much of his early career whereas Hamza yeah. was you know people were high on him he went straight into the UFC and has been dominating like Sean O'Malley wasn't ready for that he's been someone they've brought up slowly he's now yeah. a legit number one contender fighting for a le- in a legit world championship fight in a very competitive division they've nailed it they've yeah. nailed it um yeah. and it, and they could have pushed him way earlier and he would not be here right now so no. he could lose. He could still lose to a, to Aljamain. They've still nailed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've got him to a 100%. world title fight as a number one contender. Great job. You know what more can you do? The it's, uh, the rest is up to Sugar. Um, you know, and the only fight when you're the number one contender, the only place left to go is fight for the title. So the UFC's done the, everything they can do. It's up to Sugar to deliver, and so far he's delivered every time. But Cheeto which has just created a great fight down the road anyway, aged like a fine wine. That's just pure luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Cheetah's a top five bantamweight himself now. When they fought, they were both unranked. So it's just sort of like, well, here we are. Um, but that's another conversation for a different day. Um, let's talk about, before we wrap up, well, there's two more things to talk about, but let's talk about Robbie Lawler oh. with arguably the greatest retirement in UFC history. I yeah. told you... Um, that Robbie Lawler is the Undertaker. Yeah, no, Robbie Lawler will win. Did. Now, I did title the last episode, Tyler doesn't know anything. Um, <laughs> and it is it was correct because I almost recorded a little bit to admit how wrong I was because I was talking about how he's the Undertaker, Undertaker's defeat at WrestleMania. Robbie Lawler's mm-hmm. the Undertaker, International Five Weeks at WrestleMania. Literally, the Brian Barbarina fight last year was an International Five Week when he lost. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I thought it was, but I didn't. I. And I did say, I'm like, the only, I have done no research. I did say it in that moment. I'm like, I've done zero research on this. I just know that he beat Rory McDonald in the Tesla Fight Week, and I'm going just off that. And vibe. Yeah, right. Um, but I did go vibe, and Robbie Lawler delivered in Fuck Me Dead. Man, I felt good about that. Yeah. I've, when I've was his last a... knockout? I mean, it was Nick Diaz, but when was his last real knock- knockout? Because Nick um, Diaz just sort of sat down. Rory McDonald? Rory McDonald. <laughs> of which Mad. the fight he went into the Hall of Fame for. The yeah. night or two nights before, I was I put up a video on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, my my girlfriend put it up on Instagram. Um, I was in before the main card started because we were out out of town, house sitting as I said earlier, um, and we're in a cafe right before I had to drive home to watch the fights because I had like people coming over, and we we're just having like breakfast, a late breakfast, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I have to watch Robbie fight. And I was like, hey, babe, can I, I like, I'm just going to put the fight and had on my phone. And, she, and then she just starts like filming me. I thought she was taking a photo to be like <laughs> my fucking boyfriend. We're at breakfast and watching UFC. But she started filming <laughs> me and she was just giggling um, at me and then seeing my reaction because like literally 30 seconds in the fight, 
And I, dude, I was just, I could, no world did I expect that to happen. That was just no. pure chance that she happened to be filming that. And I just lost my mind in the middle of a cafe and freaked a woman out that was in front of me because Robbie Lawler knocked out Nico Price in the first 30 seconds of the first round. Like, fairy tale. I told you fairy tales exist. And I believe yeah. in the MMA gods and they don't always do it for these old guys. But if they're going to do it for anyone, it's the guy that has given the MMA gods their greatest offerings. The greatest fights. It's Robbie mm-hmm. fucking Lawler. He, no one deserves this more. Like, the, the UFC even did the fucking, like, promo, Little the promo hype reel. Yeah. Like, dude, I was crying. I was in tears. Like, even, I started so crying. I've got the extended video. I'll put it in the proper reaction video. But I started crying at just him winning. Mm. I got really emotional. Aww. One of my, he's top five of me, all-time favorite fighters. Like, I fucking love Robbie Lawler so much. And I just, I've missed him. I've missed seeing this Robbie Lawler. And just to see him get this, when he dropped to an Ebro, I was like, immediately I was elated and then started getting emotional. Because I'm like, so happy for Robbie. And then my tears discontinued on when they played the promo and he got interviewed and just, no one deserves it more, man. And what was your, because you picked against him, what was your feelings and thoughts? I thought he was going to get knocked out. And sure I was very, very happy, very, very happy that he didn't. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, very rarely are my picks based on um, what I want to happen, more so what I think will happen, and usually a very cynical what I think will happen. Um, yes, but are. with Robbie Lawler, like, what, the, the only fairy tale retirement, really since Nunez, um, but like Nunez was different because she was still clearly on top. Whereas Lawler, like, let's not mince words, very clearly not on top anymore. Very clearly old, slow, not, doesn't have it anymore. He knew that, that's why he was retiring. Um, yes. But just managed to pull out some power that he'd been sort of stashing away for three years. And just, yeah. oh, it's so, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just did, I mean, he I'm did what Robbie so Lawler does. Man. Robbie Lawler comes out like a demon in first rounds. Mm. Like, it reminded me of the, um, when he fought Cowboy Cerrone. Because, man, when those two were going to fight back in the day, you want to talk about hype level I had for a fight? <laughs> like, I knew, like, they were two of my favorite fighters at the time. And they were, they were in their, like, top, top of their career or just about. Um, and I just knew, I was like, this is going to be a fucking, like, one of the greatest fights of all time. It should have been five rounds. It wasn't three. But Robbie came out so hard immediately and was doing exactly that. He was doing, like, getting in the clinch and dropping, like, uppercuts and hooks in the mm-hmm. clinch. It reminded me straight away of that, where he's sort of sitting there going, I'm going to catch him cold. And fuck me, it worked. Like, he just came out like fifth round Robbie, like a demon out of hell, like the Undertaker, like a dead man. And Nico dropped like a fucking sack of shit. And respect yeah. to Nico, I like Nico Brass a lot. He's a great fighter, great yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, but just like a sack of potatoes, God. just straight down. Shocked. Like, in even in the moment, like he's landing that shot, I'm like, oh, those are big shots. And then he just drops. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and Robbie just raises his arms fucking knows he's got it 
Like unbelievable stuff. Fairy tale stuff mm-hmm. from Robbie Lawler. So happy for him. Goes in the Hall of Fame for the greatest fight in MMA history against Roy McDonald in International Fight Week in 2015. Two days later, retires with a first-round knockout. Um, and just everything about it, him taking in the, the moment of the walkout, the fight itself, the after-fight, the interview with Joe, the the promo, the package they played, like, it was just... It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And no one deserves it more than, than Robbie Lawler. You want to talk about OGs of the sport, one of the greats of the sport ever. 23-year professional MMA career, like, given everything to the sport, everything to this sport, put on the greatest mm-hmm. fights we've ever seen, world champion with multiple title defenses. Like, he's one of the greats. Love, love, yeah. love Robbie Lawler. Yeah, 100%. Just, we both agreed that he's never coming back, I assume. No, never. No, 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 no. No, good. No. Yeah. I don't think he would either. He seems real no. about it. He doesn't seem he to seems want re- to do it anymore. He seems That's very real what about it. what I want to say. Da- yeah. Dana seems very confident. I mean, thing you most people don't know, if, if especially if you're new to the sport, Robbie Lawler is very good friends with Dana White and has been for a very long time. Like he's one of, we want to talk about fighters that Dana is biased and loves. Robbie mm-hmm. Lawler's one of them. We, and also you want to talk about how most guys in retirement get fed to the wolves when they say they're going to retire. Yeah. You know, when they just give them a young gun, look at Shogun last year. Like they just feed them. Frankie Edgar. I knew, I knew, and he, even Frank Edgar, exactly. Like even guys you'd think Dana would respect. I I had a feeling, I was like, Dana would never do that to Robbie Lawler. Dana would, uh, Dana is not a good guy, but he would never do that to Robbie Lawler. I know that. Mm. Because he loves Robbie Lawler. He fucking loves Robbie Lawler. And he has for a long time. Um, So when Dana came in the post-fight press conference, I, I, I knew, I, I wanted to hear what Dana had to say because Dana would know because I know he's very close with Robbie Lawler. And he said, he's like, I've talked to Robbie three times today and he's most definitely never, ever, ever coming back. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I feel confident Dana said it, Robbie said it. Um, And why would you? You know, it, it, it's not going to get better than that. It'll, it could never get better than that. No. Walk away. Walk away. You know, unless they're like Leon Edwards' opponent falls out, Robbie fight Leon Edwards for the belt and finishes <laughs> him in thirty seconds. Two and becomes the champion, and then walks away. Oh my god, what a dream! Um, but yeah, uh, Robbie Lawler, what a legend! UFC two ninety, what a what a show! What a card! What yeah. a card! Great event, needed it, bro. Fuck, we got really the MA gods paid us back for a shit few yeah, months. Yeah, we've UFC. had a rough run, the long road and, to two ninety. The long road to 290 and 290 fucking delivered. And now we've yeah. got a couple of our fight nights, but 291, another banger card. We've got some good pay-per-views coming up. That Boston card, 292 is great. 293 is yeah. going to be great as well in Sydney. We'll, and we'll have Izzy and, and Drikas as well. Then you've mm-hmm. got Volko and, and Islam hopefully at 294. Then you've got MSG, Stipe Jones, which got announced as well. We probably should mention as well. Um, oh, yeah. I, I am, yeah, I feel that way too. Um, look, this is a fight that should happen five years ago. Yeah, I don't we, care about it now. Maybe even six years ago, I will. Will I watch it? Absolutely. I'll watch um, it, but I don't. 
I don't know if I'll watch it live, to be honest. It's one of those where, like, I might, depending on how bad the card is, I might just watch it the next day or find a oh, stream I'm of it or whatever. Because yeah. I, I can kind of see BT Sport trying to make me pay for it. Because BT Sport will do, like, one one proper pay-per-view a year. Um, right. And you think it'll be a made... steep, though? Well, they made you pay for... What was it? Normally, it's Conor McGregor cards, but since he hasn't been fighting, it was, like, Olivera yeah. Islam and um, the UFC London pay-per-view they made you pay for. And it's only, like, 25 quid. But I'm not doing that for Joe and Stipe. If that's, like... If there's not another great few fights on that card, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um. You you were right about the breaking news as well. Ariel's just tweeted one minute ago, as reported last week, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou is a done deal. And this uh, and this morning, it is officially announced, October 28th, Saudi Arabia boxing match. More details to come, but it's all signed, sealed, and completed. Nice. Wow. Get that back. Good for, good for fucking Francis. He fucking did it. Yeah. All those people saying, oh, it's not a draw. No one cares about Ngannou. Look at him now. Look at him now. PFL fighting Tyson fucking Fury. Wow. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Um, right. Are we wow. good? Um, we are good. Ja- One last thing. Jack Della Maddalena fights this weekend. He does. So even though we don't give a shit about this card and I wasn't going to watch it at all, I will be watching now because... We've got to support the land. The Aussie boys, Jack Della Maddalena, is going to go get a quick victory this weekend. Yeah, I'll be watching five Apex. minutes of the card. Yes, or less than probably. And then yeah. he he will freshen up, come back for UFC 293, which hopefully he can get a really yeah, high-ranked welterweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, very exciting. Um, lots of good stuff. Did you see Ian Gary this weekend with the Jeff Neal mugshot shirt as well? Loved that. I don't know what that's about. What's what's I, why he, Jeff he, Neal he, got a mugshot? I don't know why he's got a mugshot, and I don't think anyone really knows, but I think Ian Gary just okay. found out he had a mugshot and goes, I'm going to fuck and troll him. And, dude, Ian Gary is really just growing on me more and more. He's funny. He's funny as fuck. And he's backing up in the in the cage, so he's making me excited. He, so is that is that in the Boston card they're fighting? Um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, it has Hold to be. On. He's Irish. Has to be. This is uh, two nine two. Yes, Boston. Perfect. You yeah. has to because Dana said those. You got to you got to make the Irish guy fight Boston. Um, mm-hmm. Have to. That's great. Love that. Great fight. God, two nine two is gonna be good too. Okay. Yep. Great. Um. That's it for this episode of Switching Answers. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, rate us on all your podcast services, give us a thumbs up, give us reviews. Um, appreciate all your support. And we'll see you all in two weeks' time where we'll recap UFC London and be previewing UFC 291, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje for the BMF title, um, of which they've said apparently Jorge Masvidal is going to be the one to put the belt around the winner, which is uh, you know, I guess pretty cool. In, in the yeah, context fuck of it. What it is, Why not? It's, I mean, it's bullshit anyway, but who cares? Um, but yes, thank you for watching, and we'll see you all in two weeks' time for another episode of Switching Stances. And on the YouTube channel, be sure to check out the fight reactions to 290, which will be coming in the coming days too. Thank you, and goodbye. Thank you. <laughs>